Hello and welcome to Enough Liquor, a podcast where we settle down for the evening with a nice plate of chipped beef and gab about our favorite television show, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 42nd episode in the series, Bedtime Story. I can't not just giggle every time you do an intro. It's really funny. It's like, <laughs> I, I hope our listeners appreciate the fact that we can't even get a clear word in that tries because it's just great. Chipped beef. I mean, I... I remember looking up chip beef after I saw this episode <laughs> to be like, what the hell is this? It's a New um, Jersey diner classic. <laughs> not, 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 you, you must be talking about South Jersey because Ugh. I've never had it at a Jersey diner. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've never you and your eaten disco my... fries. <laughs> oh, I love a disco fry. Um, <laughs> I have never eaten chip beef. I will clarify, but my stepdad loves it. And so like, I do feel like I heard about it. It is a regional dish i thought but actually maybe it is from he's you know what my stepdad has scandinavian heritage which i never put together until right now so maybe it's, it's that. that's a connection i feel like when i looked it up it just said it was midwest but that could just because be because it's like you know fatty like beef on a plate i'm not yeah. really sure <laughs> might have been a disparaging comment by another person from new jersey but um anyway <laughs> this uh this episode is wacky i always I always wonder with shows like this where it's like sort of, oh, we're going to do three shows in one where it's like, are they just small bits that the writers sort of had compiled like in their back burner for a while and that they couldn't blow out into a full episode, but simultaneously felt they were worthy enough to tell and blow out into a third of an episode. It's really, it's just kind of fascinating to me because we've already seen sort of the quote, quote unquote false flashbacks it's not a clip show episode right which we'll see where it's actually flashing back to things we have seen broadcast but it's a fake reminiscing of something we've never seen before it's actually the second one right because the end of the first season was the way we met which i feel hangs together a little bit better premise wise because viewers have a vested interest in seeing how the girls met yeah, totally. And actually, so I looked up um, when this one originally aired because I was like, okay, maybe it's like right after winter break or something. And the writers are just like, yeah, I'll take some <laughs> like discarded B stories, piece them together or whatever. Um, I like that. It was in February. So it's definitely possible that that's the case. But yeah, I mean, I think that the way we met um, needed to happen because people did want to, you're right, like people wanted to know about it. And they were flashbacks to events that we know happened. Like, we know Shady Pines burned down. We know that, like, somehow Rose and Blanche ended up living together. Like, so we needed things explained. And this is truly just seems like they needed flashbacks to fill some space. Because nothing really, even, like, the clips about Dorothy being sick and Sophia, like, they're, they're nice. Like, there's some funny yeah. moments. But nothing, like explains anything nothing feels necessary in no this there's one. no exposition it's really interesting and even with the train station one i feel like they actually are almost like flexing their writer muscles or ideas for like future like mother's day episode in the train station or like you know coming back from saint olaf i mean there's there's a lot of different um sort of like hints and elements of this like these scenes here in future episodes where they mean a bit more in context even like the thunder being scared of that um yeah you're totally right like it all comes up later and that train station said that gets a lot of use like i feel like you know yeah we're seeing it here we'll see it like a million more times so that makes sense and actually i kind of think that's something that the writers of this show do a lot like i feel like we'll often see something that's like mentioned or there's like a story about it or 
something not even the b story smaller than the b story but then later it's like the whole arc of an episode so yeah i mean maybe there was a lot of like throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks here right exactly but even even still i mean again they're all like worthy stories they're all very funny particularly the train station one like there's a lot of great lines in this and it actually is like a kind of fun you know light-hearted fake reminiscing mm-hmm. yeah um the first flashbacks are just to sort of like they're all doing this because so many um relatives are coming right Right, so before we even get into like who's coming uh dorothy was on the phone with her uncle Vito, and sophia was listening and she's like it's a little (laughs) thing i do i love i was i wrote in my notes i can't wait to be old and listen in on phone calls and like have that be okay i can't wait to be old what are you defining as old 40 like you're just you're gonna do it all the time you're gonna use that line tomorrow i'm gonna have to wait till i'm old enough for it to be cute big lettuce (laughs) and potato I learned my lesson from this show. <laughs> yes, it's very true. The exact timing. <laughs> I really um, love, yeah, she's she's in the kitchen cooking and she's like, ah, I got a little of this, a little of that. What is this? Garbage. Rose cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Aforementioned chip beef. She also has a great, right. she has a great line where, you know, Rose is like, would you like some chip beef on lightly toasted white bread? She goes, who am I? Beetle Bailey? <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I used to read that comic in the paper all the time. It's just great. Yeah. Um, great to see it reflected here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the first one, um, which is really funny because it's like, you know, we <laughs> we talk about Mrs. Doolittle again, right? Actually, yes. no, Mrs. Doolittle features in two of these three stories, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Um, but like similar to how you reacted the last time where you're like, it's kind of cringy to talk about Mr. Mrs. Doolittle and the voice. You know, I love that, you know, Sophia just goes, Dorothy, cut the crap. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> and it's just another great, you know, we've talked about so many times like bed sharing and all that um, before. And um, what's really funny too is Sophia does the, the bed sharing um you know, joke where she's just like, what are you talking about? Like four in a bed is great in Sicily. It means half your family is on vacation. Um, and it's funny because we actually, you know, we, we talk about a couple episodes back, I guess, or maybe a, a, many episodes back. I can't remember at this point, but we talked a little bit about sort of knocking Sicily. <laughs> and like, if there were Sicilian, you know, real time viewers in the 1980s and like how they felt <laughs> about all of these, like, well, you take a donkey to get around and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's really interesting because we have a friend uh, named Gina. Hi, Gina. Hey, Gina. Uh, who, she's got Italian heritage and she loves researching things. So she actually inspired by our podcast and sort of wondering aloud about sort of the state of Sicily in the 1980s has been delving into a lot of research um, about it and actually finding out things that like, yeah, there actually were quite a few of, uh, you know, very, very big families and sort of connected to Catholicism and, you know, like how you are sort of, it was a disgrace for a family to have fewer than five children or like, you know, even, even like Booker T Washington had like an observation in a book um, kind of in like Sophia's era, maybe a little bit earlier of talking about like families crowding into a one small room and it being like really kind of a, a, what we would consider right now, like kind of a wild way to live. So anyway, hopefully, you know, Gina can uh, put some scholarship forth in, in the coming weeks and months uh, for all of you to enjoy. But I just thought it was really funny where it's like, I, I'm very pleased that we're sitting here pontificating and intellectualizing about this television show. And we've inspired a, uh, a scholar to do some research. <laughs> Yeah, scholars inspiring scholars. Um, <laughs> yeah, and actually, Gina also 
uh, our researcher has all referred to her going forward. Yeah, there we um, go. She did say that, like, there's a lot of resources out there that um, talk about the state of Sicily and how, uh, frankly, bad it was, you know? So, like, it, it's often a joke on this show, like, oh, you know, Sicily was so bad and, like, you couldn't even cross the street and all of these things. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, a little bit of a, a dark spot is that I think that Sicily yeah. really was that bad. <laughs> correct, correct, exactly. Yeah, Gino's sort of, like, fact-checking us, so. Um, so more to come about that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, Sophia is very open to, uh, you know, having the girls come in, but she's going to sit there and fart in her own bed, obviously, <laughs> because it's her bed. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, like, classic, like, I don't give a fuck, Sophia, because, like, first she comes in and she's like, oh, all right, whatever, and then they all start to pile in, which is really you know it makes her a funny like yeah. scene and funny exchange um but this is another i feel like they all moved to miami to get away from the winters and like we've talked about this before and i know <laughs> that miami does get winters but like rose you're from minnesota are you kidding me you can't handle florida when it's like 45 degrees and everybody's like teeth are chattering like they're fine <laughs> exactly but um, it's funny though i feel like there are a ton of people people i mean especially when you're older I feel like there's a moment where if you are the type to you know go to Florida or be a snowbird or something like that you just say like to hell with it I'm done and then your body just shifts because I feel like yeah. I know some people like in their 20s and early 30s that like move to California and come back home to the northeast for a winter and they're just like who lives like this yeah <laughs> and you you're like do dude this. you grew up here <laughs> I get a coat so I get it yeah I get her that her little bunny slippers have icicles on them um, um yeah. yeah that whole scene is really funny like um you know from the beginning but I love the praying like the prayer exchange um and first when Dorothy's like Rose is like oh I forgot to say my prayers and it's living this really cute like all the syllables are lumped together way yeah um and then Dorothy's like most of his free time is spent talking to Pat Robertson yeah. and it's so funny because it's another reference that like totally lives on like I totally get that exactly exactly um also she's great where she goes oh rose god wouldn't mind if you skip the night <laughs> so true like it's can you imagine true. how fucking annoying it would be if you were already like sharing a bed with people you're cold um you know you're just like annoyed by the situation and then somebody's like i need to pray you're like not no, i know not give right me now. a give me a break give me a break <laughs> god also her betty white's face went with god's voice you know it's just, it reminds me of like my seven month old child like just being <laughs> bewildered and amazed at something she sees for like the first time ever it's like that exact same like you can't you can't you can't really teach that innocence you know it's no. just in the hands of a great actress totally makes sense um and then like yeah that part is so funny and then Blanche reacting to her and she's like oh sweet Jesus am I in trouble <laughs> yeah that's really good <laughs> um also it makes sense that Rose would be the one tinkering with the air conditioner slash heater because she has all of those technical skills of, as we saw when they tried to install the toilet very true but also yet again Rose the paying tenant is fixing appliances again <laughs> With no, like, <laughs> blessing or, and no, like, <laughs> she didn't even tell her? You're just going to take a wrench to that? Okay. <laughs> Turn the AC on. <laughs> what did you do, Blanche, before, you know, after George died and before you moved in? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's really <laughs> funny. So, um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, I think that one wraps that one up. Uh, the first, you know, first, third, <laughs> the first yeah. chapter. <laughs> yeah, and then we have the St. Olaf Slasher. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Um, the, um, 
What is the scene where, you know, Blanche is talking about the big-eyed husband of Christy Brinkley? Is that actually? That's this one. It's when, because yeah. she uses Christy Brinkley as a, as a model to contour to her eyebrows. Yes, Because they have the exactly. same bone structure. <laughs> exactly. But is that, is she talking about Billy Joel? I think I don't think so, but I'm not no? sure. I I was meaning to look that up too because I don't know if Uptown Girl was already written. Or, I don't know, but it could be Billy Joel. It definitely, could I think be. it's Billy Joel only because he kind of like I didn't think about it before, but he does kind of have like bug eyes. Yeah, <laughs> so. he does. That's definitely true. Wow, you're probably right. I mean, it probably is. It's wow, really Billy funny. Joel shade. I mean, I don't know. He's the only I you know wasn't around uh, the celebrity gossip at this age when I was two, but yeah. uh, you know. It really is kind of funny because it's like, I actually knew that that was, uh, you know, that was the hot 80s marriage. There you go. Yeah. Hot couple. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's really, I don't know, there's really nothing to that one particularly, (laughs) that scene um, to me. But uh, actually, in Blanche's room. In Blanche's room. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny because I keep saying thirds, but it's actually a quarter. (laughs) There's actually four stories. But they're all so nonsensical. It is hard to keep it the the best part about the Blanche's room one is that you just get to see so much of her room. Yes, that's what I wrote. I was like, it bears repeating that I want Blanche's exact bedroom. It's like I love it so much. I love the like. I obviously like love the like fronds and all of that, but like her vanity, the way it's set up is just it's amazing. It's so quintessential Blanche Devereaux. Yes, exactly. And you get to see. Um, she even has like another curtain with the plat the pattern on, like off to the right, <laughs> like hiding her closet or something. It's really it's pretty funny. But it is funny because I I really completely forget that one. Like yeah, it makes sense, but there's really nothing to it you get like a half-ass sort of rose uh saint olaf story and then blanche like being blanche and again all of these elements come back in like future episodes where like you know rose is running into blanche's room like and that kind of thing or past episodes where rose ran into blanche's room when she thought a big old ugly man with a limp was outside (laughs) of the door you know when dorothea broke out of the hospital (laughs) so but there is another part another episode or like something where she is afraid of the storm right i feel like i remember that coming up again um rose like running into blanche's room because she's afraid of like a thunderstorm i feel like that occurs but it is you know what else like you grew up on a farm girl i'm sure you all had some crazy windstorms out there you never learned how to sleep like it's really funny yeah rose just consistently like forgetting her past and all of these yeah But yeah, anyway, I just kind of like blow right through that one. Um, I guess the Billy Joel and the Rose, you know, Blanche's bedroom was like really all I mentioned there. But moving on to like the, you know, like Dorothy being sick, which you mentioned before, like I kind of is like the, I don't know, I guess it ties for the thunderstorm one is like, there's really no real premise or reason here. Um, I did really like the... um, at the scene where Sophia is looking at Dorothy's medicine and she just goes that's wrong I love like, that it's such an old lady calling the shots like it's just perfect like I'm gonna disagree you know like for better or for worse of like what kind of a personality Sophia has there it's uh it's really funny yeah and it's worth uh mentioning I think that everything Sophia you know it is a really really sweet premise like Sophia sitting there all night yeah. to make sure Dorothy's feeling better and whatever but all of the diseases that she mentioned that Dorothy had as a kid which is whooping cough mumps and rubella yeah um we have vaccines now and so I'm gonna real quick just plug the vaccines work <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that like Dorothy's Spornick had these growing up and we don't have them now yeah, exactly. And you don't want another future Dorothy Zvornak to, you know, not survive. Uh, so, yeah, PSA out there. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but another PSA is that there is that a very cheap joke um, that is offensive uh, where she says, was Rubella our cleaning lady? <laughs> I was yeah. like, first of all, Oof. first of all, you guys didn't have a cleaning lady. Get out of here. You're in the, the depression. I think Sophia was the cleaning lady for other people's houses for you guys to make money. So get out of here. Anyway, I thought it was a cheap <laughs> joke uh, and kind of goes al- in line with my uh, theory of the writers just being like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, anything goes. Yeah, um, yeah and th- I did have a little bit for this one. I agree, actually. I didn't realize there were four because this one sort of blends with the previous one. Um, I know, is that funny? Yeah, but being like, having... I just watched this one. I know it's <laughs> it like really I just hate... mishmashes because it's all like you're right. Like they just were like, all right, whatever. That story's fine, sick, cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> but you know the. Um, Memories of being sick when you're a kid, I feel like, at least for me, are very, um, like, vibrant. Like, I really can put myself in the place of, like, you know, drinking, like, orange Gatorade or ginger ale and, like, being on the couch and, you know, like, just, like, Mm -hmm. it's such um, an easy place to, like, transport to. And so to, you know, have yourself be sick as an adult and your mom taking care of you the way that she did when you were a kid it's really um it's really really sweet and it's um it's just a very relatable conversation and Dorothy as we've said goes over the top talking about like Mrs. Doolittle and everything and Sophia's exhausted right from taking care of her for so long so it's just a nice moment in their relationship and it's not particularly like special like there's nothing new that we learn there's no like big you know there's no nice um even really like a nice exchange or anything but um it is another um supporting piece of evidence that Sophia and Dorothy have just like a really great mother-daughter relationship yeah and I think so much so that of these four mini stories that's the one that I most of all think if I'm if I'm sort of getting my wires crossed think that it's connected to a deeper episode Mm -hmm. right you know like I kind of like remember you know after a bit that it's like oh yeah it's just one of those like sort of quote-unquote clip shows like it's very very brief but it's because it fits in so well and it's kind of the best one that exposes like their types of relationship without being caricatures so it's really nice yeah um okay so now we have this this new uh i mean the last one is the ed mccarthy's funeral train station bit ed Um, mccarthy is dead oh my god that's terrible I just sent her a chain letter. <laughs> so good. What a time. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just, like, it hit me so viscerally. I was like, oh, my God, I remember those. It was so great. There's a dollar I'll never see. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, uh, they live on in, in sort of email chains, which were going around a lot in the early days of quarantine, early God, 2020, which I was like, oh, come on, guys. Like, I, at least the chain letter thing had some sort of a fun, like, tangibility to it. But, uh, you know, it was it was not the same. <laughs> but I do also feel like those they had another uptick when, like, parents got on email you know yes, like when parents no, are using very well it was like forward this to seven amazing women that you know and it's like oh my god mom i'm not trying to offend you but i'm not gonna send this back For i'm really real. sorry tell Angie and i think she's amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, um this is my favorite of all of the uh segments uh for sure because it's just like they have the great character of the you know the train conductor or the sort of station director here um but also because it has the best 
um, line of all of the, of all of them the entire episode where it's like this is like the Twilight Zone. Somehow we got on a train that ended up inside Rose's mind. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And it's really just so real and so perfect. Um, from yeah, she loves it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, it seems very much like St. Olaf, where they are. Like... Oh, absolutely. And that's why I think I crisscross it again. Like, I think that if they're, I feel like they're coming back from when, you know, like they're, they go to visit St. Olaf and they have like the hay ride and all this other stuff with woman of the year anyway there's like there's a lot of things going yeah, on yeah and you alluded to it earlier but the the mother's day episode where rose yeah. is stuck in the train station it's all like very similar um so maybe this is like what we were talking about earlier where there's a bunch of little like seeds planted that will eventually grow into their own stories correct correct also um, the um the, <laughs> the part that is the silliest about this um little segment uh is not the circus train but it's the <laughs> fact that both dorothy and rose have this again lazy writing it's like dorothy says it's the most depressing day of her life and it's like it's okay because you went to a funeral but who the hell is edna, edna mccarthy really i was mm-hmm. like didn't I feel like your dad dying would be up there um <laughs> like, you know, your divorce of 40 years ending like i have yeah, so yeah. many things <laughs> We had a really big story arc of you trying to get through that. So anyway, but um, it's really funny. And it's just like, I, I know you missed the, the train, but it's like, it's just kind of a weird story. And then like Rose goes, I haven't been depre- this depressed in my entire life. And you're like, you haven't? Yeah. <laughs> it just is, it's extra funny. Like I noted it when Dorothy said it, but as like, just like so melodramatic. But when Rose says it again, I was like, all right, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah, and neither one of them would really like say that, you know, it's so like out yeah. of character for them to be that um, hyperbolic. Um, but I also do want to take a moment to observe Dorothy's tie that she's wearing. This <laughs> outfit is so amazing and it's honestly not it, it's more masculine for sure like which I feel like is sort of the vibe in her wardrobe but this isn't this outfit stands out to me as something that is like particularly like almost androgynous and like really really cool and I yeah. guess maybe as an older woman in the 80s like you know shoulder pads business clothes it was all kind of happening maybe she would wear this but it it sticks up to me as like very ahead of the time so just want to call that out a bit (laughs) that's awesome i love it see we were testing things out like we said for the future Mm -hmm. even in the fashion yep (laughs) (laughs) well the exchange to the uh the other one i wanted to comment on this um other than the fact that like they just decided to like hire a a like a circus you know (laughs) circus extras um is uh when blanche goes dorothy didn't you always have something you wanted to do some secret desire you've kept on the back burner and she's like well you know i've always wanted to try a new discount talk about another Uh flash forward to another fake flashback um episode but the guy goes some big pots belong on the back burner and it's just (laughs) he's like he's sorting the tickets and does that really like disaffected thing and then just looks straight at her and of course she comes back with like don't you have a cousin you should be dating Uh, it's it's really good it's really good and it's actually funny because i'm like oh man that guest star that dude like he should have come back like multiple multiple times much like so many other guest stars yeah Um, 
good parts on this show. I feel like I have seen him, that actor, like other places. He always plays a similar character. But yeah, he's great. Um, and the I'm glad that there is that exchange in the train station because when the clowns come off, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is the crazy, like, you're right. Like, nobody reined anything in. There was no rules. This was literally, truly, like, there's no bad ideas in a brainstorm. Because, so the <laughs> clowns get off the the train and um rose approaches the one she's like mr clown like can you help cheer up a couple <laughs> gloomy gusses you know and it's like so just it is what she would do it feels very in character but right um like what would you do if you got off a train first of all if your train left 15 minutes early i'd be fucking so annoyed like that is very annoying and correct like, illegal i'm sure um but you come off a train and there's three old ladies just sleeping and then there's, like, a bunch of clowns, like, what? And also, all of the women sleeping is a recipe for grab that dough. You're going to get robbed. Somebody has to Correct. stay awake and wash the bags. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, really? I, I didn't realize how many seeds of future episodes yeah. there were. A lot. <laughs> a lot, you know, including uh, Dick Van Dyke becoming a clown instead of a lawyer. Um, yeah, Ken. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, Blanche does say that she dates one of them for mm-hmm. several months after that. <laughs> so oh yeah. my god yeah and then she tries to use the euphemism of like big feet and rose doesn't get it and dorothy quickly is like oh is the food ready you know like just really doesn't want to have that to she, have, yeah like, she that just like moves it along yeah, yeah it's really good <laughs> we also see in future episodes you know of uh hiding uh food in sophia's purse mm-hmm. that you don't want so that's pretty great too but um but yeah you know it's great i mean i think it's funny these these episodes are great filler they break up you know sort of the regular uh uh, you know, sort of cadence that we have for the episodes. And you know what? If it gives the writers new ideas and allows them to flex their uh, their writerly muscles for, for new great future episodes, I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. We need them. It's a <laughs> good, it's, and it's fun to make fun of. <laughs> exactly. It's great. Um, all right. Well, cool. Next time we're going to discuss sexy priests way, way, way before Fleabag made it popular. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>